Welcome to the Great Lakes Golf Podcast, Season 2, Episode 12. Alongside Hunter Pulaski, I am Peter Garber. We are presented by Reed Furniture in downtown Petoskey. Whatever your furniture need, it's Reed indeed. In today's episode, Tiger Woods is back on the golf course at the PNC Championship alongside his son, Charlie. We'll take you through the list of teams playing in the week's event and some of the predictions we have for what's in store for the two-day event in Orlando, Florida. Also, a couple of Michigan pros that we follow uh, playing a different pro event also in Orlando, including Willie Mack. We'll get you caught up on that as well. P.J. Maybank wins the Golf Association of Michigan Junior Player of the Year. Congrats to P.J. We detail that award. And we talk about some of the best gifts available for golfers on your list this holiday season, just 10 days away from Christmas Day. But first, let's recap. Kevin Na and Jason Kokrak winning the QBE. Thanks for listening to the Great Lakes Golf Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 12 on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and available at theticketnorthernmichigan.com. Thanks to our radio listeners tuning us in Wednesday nights at 7 p.m., 1047 FM, 1340 AM, The Ticket in Charlevoix and Petoskey, 93.7 FM, The Ticket in Cadillac and Traverse City. Let's go. But can we start by just acknowledging your brilliance and your incredible ability to predict golf tournaments because you were the one who sat in that very seat last week and said, Kevin Na and Jason Kokrak are going to win the QBE shootout, Peter. Was that confirmed? You I th- said, that's what I took away. Whether you said that or not, my memory of what took place was you saying that they were going to win. So I You think may I, have said they were good value or you liked them. I remember you also had pointed out each of the two of them had previously won this event, just not together, which made a lot of sense. Then pairing them, of course, they had to make a gazillion birdies on Sunday to actually pay off. But I thought to myself in the midst of all that, I wonder how much money Hunter is going to make on this bold prediction that Kevin Na and Jason Kokrak are going to win the QBE shootout at 5-1. to one. So, for the people in the cheap seats... Zero dollars. That's what I thought you would Yep, say. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've been retired since uh, Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh made me retire, essentially, is what happened. I haven't, I haven't bet since <laughs> Michigan, Michigan, Ohio State. So, that's it's been... The most noteworthy thing, Jim Harbaugh... Yeah, done at the he, University yeah, he of made Michigan. me retire. One, and, make the college football playoff in year, whatever it is, to cause Hunter to retire from gambling. Yeah, we just need to get through the holidays. I need, I was like, <laughs> we, I have Christmas gifts to buy. And well, Jason Kokrak and Kevin and I were trying to buy you Christmas gifts and they were. for the people on your list, and you didn't let them. I, I don't want people to forget this is really great what Peter's doing because he's trying to give me like a, a chance, like a moment. But don't let people forget that Peter tried to talk me off of Kokrak and Nah. And he, he made some silly comment about Horschel being like the best player in the field or the second best player in the field. Kokrak and Kevin Nah. So, well, I'm so cold there right are, now. There are I'm, do- in, I'm in Siberia. I mean, if you want to, every time I get on this mic, we're just marching straight to the North Pole, and I don't mean where Santa's elves are. Well, we get a nice little break. We get a nice little break to rethink everything. Why you can't bet on the PNC Championship? Uh, that's actually. Or are you just saying you're not going to? I'm not going to. No, I'm. I'm still retired. Well, if you bet on the just just 
If you bet on the QBE or you bet on the the PNC, you are you're a sick individual. Are you not? <laughs> you are you are bordering on. I am obsessed with golf, and you may think it's December fifteenth. We're ten days away from Christmas. Probably nobody really watched the QBE. Why are you even doing a golf podcast right now? Why should we even care? And you know what? In some ways, I'm asking myself that very question, Hunter. We have a sponsorship obligation to fulfill. We have to. We have to be here. Um, I'm there, just there here are, so I don't get fined. There, yeah. <laughs> there are no PNC uh, odds for your information, so no. no. <laughs> What? Won't even have to worry. At least not. No. At least not on Barstool. I'm sure I can find some. No, let me, let me no, check out. no, no. Let me check. That FanDuel. can't be. Let me check Fanduel. Well, <clears throat> any other? T- okay, you're gonna check Fanduel. Very good. I was going to. I don't have many takeaways from the QBE other than we were both right. Because you liked Nah and Kokrak, I liked Burns and Horschel. You're trying to make fun of me for saying that Billy Horschel is is like five spots behind. Kokrak in the official world golf ranking or whatever it ended up being that you were congratulations on being right about that but they got second I don't know if they ended up tying or how it went but it, it. I found myself watching more I mean, say so what there wasn't anything on television on Saturday besides the Army Navy game which didn't start until three or four o'clock our time so I was watch that was on at one o'clock I think so I was I was watching it I wasn't really like it was very much background television but it was on because there was really nothing else on well that was one of my other main takeaways was not necessarily from what was happening on the course but from what was not happening which is this is a great opportunity for this weekend in particular is a great opportunity for the tour maybe it doesn't extend into that sunday quite as much because then you're turning around and competing with nfl but you're right that's an empty something of an empty saturday there and it made me think, okay, I can begin to start to kind of see this push for that fall mega money series of events for the ultra elite uh, akin to the WGC or whatever they're going to end up, whatever that's going to end up being that's going to give those tour players opportunity to earn some extra dough. But It's tough because this is where the it really needed to be this past weekend because this is where the NFL starts getting into the Saturday Sunday games this upcoming weekend. So (laughs) unless they were to play early, which they have proven they can play play in Florida or something like that, where if they're done by this the Saturday NFL game starts at four thirty. So if they're done by then, I don't really see any. any big issues with it i think it's a terrific opportunity to do a pga tour skills competition saturday leading into the army navy or maybe against the army Navy. what time did they kick off did they go at 3 30 eastern time um don't quote me sometime between three and four i thought it's not it noon no it was not so you have plenty of time there you don't want to see billy horschel smash some glass no, you and your skills competitions. You like you hate anything that's like uh, anything that's fun, but then you you have like a sick obsession with skills competitions or par three. I'd like a par three too. You'd like a par three. You with would the like ladies that? a par three. I'm saying you can play golf made for TV events one day. Great players 
I understand they had to travel and blah blah blah. Just like you said, do it in Florida. They all live there anyway. Do it in Jupiter. Do it in Boca Raton. Whatever, at the stadium course, you can get you can get a, a nice little group there from that area to come out and do some have some fun playing. I don't know all the par threes and and a skills competition or, you know, play the par threes and the par fives, and dare I say the. Oh boy! One club challenge because I know you'll flip out. <laughs> I don't know. You, you, I think you're you're underestimating how much you have to pay these guys to do something like that. I think you're underestimating how much how well that would do if you promoted it properly. I really think people would think this is this is great. They're doing like a closest to the pin with like Tiger Woods and and Nelly Corda, and then they're gonna smash some glass and hit some flops and. I fully believe the PJ the PJ Tour players like having this the fall off. I don't think they like. I mean, I think like Justin Thomas, for example, is very much enjoying watching football. I think there's a lot of guys that are enjoying just like just not really not having a tournament Man, schedule. What a life! They barely work to begin with. Yeah, it's true. Your job is to work out and hit balls. I understand that travel is. I've heard you talk about your golf game. You would be miserable after a month. One month, you'd be, Man, you'd be like, was, get me back to my nine, get me back to my nine to five. I was swinging in the living room last night, and I was just, I was hitting so many bombs. I was basically Bryson DeChambeau. I was just straighter. That's felt so good. I was just ready to get. I was about to drive over to the simulator and see if Eric could give me a 10 p.m. tea time. I'm encouraged. I, I'm surprised you guys you don't have. Have you guys never had any kind of like mat or anything out on your back porch or like to hit ball hit? Balls out into the lake. We have grass, real turf, oh, yeah. old fashioned. None of that artificial crap. Though I have well, seen, I've, I've seen it. I've seen as the <laughs> the grass has gotten lower and lower, and the boulders have gotten higher and higher. And I, there have been times where I have seen balls intended for Little Travers Bay never get there and ricochet back in the direction of the house. Any damage to speak of? Have you ever broken a window? At anyone's house with a golf ball or any other sports ball? Baseball. At grandpa's house. Grandpa and grandma's house. When nice. I was 10-ish. How'd you do that? Um, We were playing... Personal story time. Uh, Louis, Louis Lamberti and I were playing baseball in the, the yard. Was I, it Louis's fault? No, it was, it was my fault, I think. I think this is... I'm pretty sure this was my fault. I, I'm pretty sure he just pitched me the ball. I just hit the ball. And I there the windows were are about 25 feet up. And I just caught one real clean. Oh, you blasted it. Oh, yeah. So you just hit it a lot farther than you ever imagined. You no, I, it was to the side. It was probably only about 30 feet forward and then 30 feet to the side. So it wasn't like far, I don't think. It was more just like it was more straight up at a. It wasn't. It just, I just, just hadn't happened yet. So it's one of those things like, yeah, do it one time, you, you learn sort of thing. Yeah. I've broken two windows, I think. Both from golf balls? One was a golf ball, one was a soccer ball. So you learned your lesson with Louie. I did not. Well, did you find any odds for the PNC Championship on FanDuel? I got distracted. Um, I haven't logged into FanDuel in so long. I'm not even sure I'm going to Well, do you want to. me to look? Yeah, if you, I mean, if you're, yeah, please do it because I, I can't log in. Wow, Hunter's right. FanDuel, to this point, granted it's a two-day event and it's still only Wednesday morning, but we have no odds for the PNC Championship. 
What a, what a disgrace. I don't know. Is that a disgrace or is it probably a good thing? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't. I wasn't going to bet it. I just wanted to be able to, to see. Well, the Thomases the are books... going to have to be, if there ever are odds announced, they'll have to be the. Oh, yeah. I always forget about it. Yes, yes. Because they won last year, yeah. even though they did come from pretty far behind. So they're probably going to be the favorites. And then there's some. I can understand. If there are no odds, I would understand it because the ages and skill levels vary greatly. And so I don't really know. Like, Nellie is playing with her dad. Mm-hmm. She's the only woman in the field. Like, Lexi was last week playing with Bubba. Mm-hmm. They had a great Saturday, by the way. Um, Charlie's playing. He's probably hits it, like, 180 off the tee or so, you think? Something in that neighborhood. He's 10 now, is that right? 12. He's 12? 12. So he might hit it a little farther than that, but still, like, so where's we he going to play from? The, the the dark horse and the team that I would love to see play well and be in contention at the end are the dailies. Oh, yeah, always. I didn't realize, I mean, just to make us feel old, remember so this tournament's been going on for, I think, like 10 years now, maybe, or something like that. And I feel like I remember when John Daly II was very small he was he was like how old charlie is yeah he's in college and now he's a freshman in arkansas is he on the golf team mm-hmm. can we can you get what are some of his scores uh, he's oh he's he's a very good he was a i mean he's a he's not a he's not on the golf team because of his dad by by any means um so name so 20 the, they're probably gonna do really well i would i would think as long as i don't know how how much golf the big guy plays these days or if he plays well or what else is he doing i i don't i don't know so he's got enough skill in those hands to win the pnc championship for his kid over the course of two rounds that's a very good point so uh john daly the seconds uh named prior to coming to arkansas um it would have been this past fall or i guess this fall uh he was named uh 2021 second team rolex junior all-american 2020 honorable mention rolex junior all-american and through august 2021 was 29th on the rolex american junior golf association rankings okay that's that's legit yeah no he's you know, he's a, he's, a, he's a good player yeah okay i didn't realize he was this good yes so I mean, he's he's won won several tournaments finished top five in a bunch of ajj events you always saw his name on in those bigger amateur events over the last year or two. So that's good. It's a good point that they, you imagine they'll play well. And so like, where's he going to play from? Uh, is he going to play from the same tee as the, as his dad, as, I would, I would, as Tiger? I would hope so. As Justin Thomas? I would hope so. Right. Is Charlie going to play from those tees? He's 12. He can't play from the back. So, right? Yeah. Well, I know. I totally agree. I totally agree. He has to hit from up. Just like Nelly's not going to be playing. She shouldn't be playing the same tees as Justin Thomas. So, I just don't know how they handicap it from that perspective. And perhaps that's what's keeping the odds boards off. I have to admit, sorry to all our listeners out here who were looking for some really critical analysis on the PNC Championship. I have not gone through and done that research. Obviously, I don't know that there's any way to apply that given that none of the books are actually giving us odds but yeah what did your model say on the pnc championship that's very funny hunter <laughs> no model 
Doesn't like team events. No model this okay. week. Well, let's not just, we'll sure just, how you model this. <laughs> let's just run through the field because I have you think, played the. Have you okay? And have you played the Ritz? Have you played this golf course? I have not. No. Okay. Is it any good? I haven't played there. Really? Yeah. That's very. I'm very surprised. I figured once you when you were asking that meant you had played there. Maybe we need to get we'll get a little <clears throat> Disney trip together. I'm already dreading it. Sarah Peter. can take Dorothy and Mac to Disney World, and you and I can go play this golf course for probably 500 bucks. A, no, I've already, I've already um, Mac has had a Disney fund now for the last two years running. Um, we were supposed to go this year, but I think I talked Alex and Mac off the ledge until he's tall enough to go on all the rides. That was a smart, that's which a is good not, play. Cause, could How you, far can, in the future is that? You see, kids growing like a weed. It might be like next year. So well, at I least really think it is. One more year. It is probably only a year or two away. But I was thinking, like, f- putting future Hunter in the situation of having to deal with telling him he can't go on so and so ride would make my life miserable. It would just be it'd be brutal. I would just sit there being like the no police. So let, let him grow. I think he's only. I mean, he can't be far away. I really. I mean, I, he's. I'm terrified of like rides i know that like disney is a different brand but i'm not sure that we're going to be ever going to amusement parks in my family have you been to any amusement parks with him no i'm not water park i'm not uh we went we go to avalanche bay yeah um quite often and in the i guess not really that much this not last year because of covid but we went prior to that in the winter yeah yeah i imagine Um, that's fun no it's a it's a blast um, outside of that though, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. I, I'm, pr- I'm very anti-fair carnival. Like I see those guys. Well, that's, those a death, ride, that's a death trap. Yeah. Those rides get driven around from place to place and then put together by who, and then they get deconstructed and then taken to the next place, put together by who. And it's like, it's, it's, so it just, those scare me. Disney, Disney's got to have their, have, have their stuff together. It's a little more, uh. Above board than your average traveling fare. We're gonna go. Those are not carnivals, by the way. Carnival is different from a fair. I don't want to get too technical, but so a, a carnival is something that stays. <laughs> what do you? What I, I was. Carnivals can travel, but fair is sort of like a contemporary carnivals. I don't believe are. Uh uh-uh. uh. What was what's Northwest Michigan Fair? That thing travels. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm saying that carnivals, just because it travels doesn't mean it's a fair or a carnival. The traveling has nothing to do with it. It's the n- nature of the entertainment. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Fairs are like attractions. Carnivals are like... Elephants and... Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Like Barnum and Bailey. Yes, gotcha. So Weird <laughs> stuff, jumping through fire rings, trapeze artists, fairs like pet the livestock... Give a carny five bucks. Try not to die on the Ferris wheel. So, so speaking of uh, amusement parks, we'll get really off track here. Really, uh, there's a really good documentary. Of course, <laughs> of course. Darn it! Uh, a really good documentary on HBO called Class Action Park, and it's about it's about a a uh, amusement park in New Jersey. I'm not sure. Have you ever seen this? Heard oh of this? Oh my gosh! This sounds terrifying. It, it it's it is. Um, Rather watch a documentary about killer clowns. <laughs> it's like I think it happened. It was like twenty or thirty years ago, and this this guy essentially put together like a death trap of different attractions. different attractions. Several people died 
Oh, <laughs> like so it's sad too. Um, I don't know if I've never actually. I was listening to more of a podcast You're not about by people dying. No, 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 no. I actually have not seen this documentary. I've, I've seen a podcast reviewing the documentary, so the podcast was kind of it was lighthearted. I listened to a podcast in the car yesterday with my mother and father-in-law that was not light. It was about the unraveling of a mega church in, uh, I think it started in Portland, Oregon, or Seattle maybe. I think it was Portland. Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. I would actually recommend it. I'm only one episode in, but it was fascinating. Church politics, like church executive leadership structure, and then this one larger-than-life pastor who was also happened to be like kind of an egomaniac and abusive. That's kind of nice. They already have season two content with Joel Osteen. They can run, run it right back. Right. (laughs) The money in the walls, the money in the walls. He seems like he fits the exact bill that you just mentioned. Yeah. I think this guy was actually like less, I don't know anything about these people. So I should be careful about what I say, but the impression I get from this, that Joel fellow is that he is kind of a fraud. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> <laughs> These guys are not necess- don't necessarily fall into that category. Like they're not like deceptive or you know they're not like hiding money in walls. We're just talking about like maybe something that would happen in like another business. This just happens to be a church, and there's you know a, a congregation involved more than like customers or just leaders. you know it's like if what happened at the. Washington Redskins happened to like a major church enterprise, but not that sounds that's a poor analogy because that was like sexual in nature and this was not like that at all. It was not sexual. No, nothing sexual. It was all this guy being like kind of an abusive manager, basically like a a really physically abusive verbally verbally abusive. Okay. Yeah. Who picked this? My father-in-law. He what? said it was recommended to, to him by somebody who lives in his condo building in Fort Myers, who was a retired pastor. Was it just the three of you guys coming up? Yeah. Sarah, Sarah, when is, I'm trying to, my dates are off. Why are they coming up? Are you guys coming up for the holidays? I'm going back again tomorrow night. I'm just here to record this podcast. <laughs> also a radio show Wednesday nights at 7 on 1047 FM, 1340 AM, The Ticket, in Petoskey and Charlevoix, 93.7 FM, The Ticket, in Cadillac and Traverse City. Thanks for listening to us tonight. Thanks for allowing me to spit that out, which is it's quite a mouthful. That was quite a mouthful. I'm just... Uh, That's why I don't say it more often than I do. I'm glad that you're sacrificing time by, by driving all the way up here just to record the podcast and then... It's a tremendous sacrifice. I appreciate you recognizing it. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Though I do enjoy our time together. <laughs> Always. There are no odds for the PNC. Any more takeaways from QBE before we move on? Um, no. No. I think uh, my only takeaway is we kind of mentioned it. I wish I wish there was something better this week, this this past weekend. I think this past weekend is a very good opportunity, which we just talked about, that to to have something. I pray it's not a skills competition, but I think we could have something that there is a big... It's going to be a mega money invitational. Yeah. So Like we were talking about so a couple do you, weeks ago. Do you have any uh, any takeaways? Because that's actually a really good segue into our into our next segment. Are we going to talk about Tiger Woods? 
Can uh, we cover Tiger quickly? Yes, we can quickly talk to cover Tiger. I Woods. just think we should talk about Tiger in a vacuum this week PNC Championship. What are your expectations of just him? Not as a not him and Charlie as a team or whatever, but just what do you expect to see from Tiger on the golf course this week? And what do you think we'll hear from him? You know, in his comments about you know playing golf competitively, albeit to quote his favorite term, a hit and giggle. I do think that having Tiger Woods play in the event will probably increase viewership. I don't know if that's breaking news to anybody, but but yes, I do think I do think people will be more attracted to this golf tournament than they were a week and a half ago because Tiger Woods is playing. Uh, it seems like Twitter is having a heyday with Tiger Woods being back. It's amazing what he can do for the sport. He could play, I don't know, I'd love to see the hard, I know numbers are so hard these days with all the streaming and TV, like different ways of watching it, but I'd love to see what the difference is when he is playing. It has to be absolutely dramatic. And I'm not really sure what, I mean, it's obviously him, him retiring, but like there'll never be a point where he does not, move the needle i don't think for every like golf fan it's it's incredible to see could you kind of forget about it like, since it's been whatever eight months now nine months you forget about how much of an impact he really truly does have yeah on every, it will be everybody. somewhat muted this week just by nature of the event and the format and stuff but what do you expect to see from him on the golf course not a ton not much no i mean i wouldn't i don't no i don't i would be I'd be surprised. The only thing, I mean, I, I think they could still post a good number because I think he can still, I do think having Tiger Woods second for 36 consecutive holes does yield the chances for a lot of birdies. I mean, if he's making putts, I don't necessarily like, it's just so hard to tell. Like you, you saw, have you seen all these videos of him like hitting drivers and I mean, he looks. I saw some of it from the hero hitting off the back of the range or whatever. I saw he wore his black and red on Sunday at the hero, and he didn't. That's a week and a half ago now, but yeah, he looked physically good enough to play. You know, at least like a, he could have played a Champions Tour event swinging like that for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. So I, I'm not, uh, I'm not overly concerned about like his health by any means. Um, you just think it'll be rusty? I think it'll be rusty. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be. Shocked if he wasn't, but he is Tiger Woods, so you never know. I do think it is worth talking about that I don't necessarily love. I feel like everyone thinks that Charlie is going to be like the next Tiger Woods, and I, I feel like I, I feel so poor, like bad for the kid where he's 12 years old, he averages like an 83, is what his average score is. Like, that's not even like close to being top, probably like. 200 i know for sure it's not top 100 in florida for his age group i mean i I imagine it's probably not even top like 250 83 as a 12 year old is not like no that's about like what i was shooting it's not that unheard of by any means so you just i just do a podcast (laughs) (laughs) maybe if your last name was peter or maybe if your name was peter woods it'd be a different it'd be a different different story there's anybody out there who is named peter woods that's a great name (laughs) i do just i do feel a little bad for the kid i don't know i just don't know how these next three or four years will be very interesting to see how much he progresses obviously he's like very he has all the tools in the world to be a, a, the one of the better sure, one of yeah. the better junior players in the world but it's just meaning a golf course in his dad's backyard yeah oh yeah so so it's just so i guess at the end of the day i am 
you just want, I hope you, that you wonder. people are not. Do people say those kinds of things about Charlie? There's no you would say how those you, kinds how, of things about a, like a prodigy maybe, but not about somebody who shoots 83 just because you're the son or daughter of a legend in sport doesn't mean that you're going to follow in those footsteps. In fact, it's almost quite assuredly means that you will not. There's almost been no examples. It's of, very rare. Well, like Michael Jordan's kids Barely, I'm trying to think where he, where his kid played for. I want to say it was USF or UCF. I think it was UCF. Most decent of the player, but like nothing, nothing fa- great. Father son type combinations, or even trying to think of a mother daughter. But you know, Steph Curry broke the three point record last night. He's the son of an NBA player. He's far better oh, than yeah. Dell ever was. And Dell, Dell was a very good player, but obviously Steph is an all time player. His brothers in the league probably has a career kind of similar to Del Curry's career. Maybe not Seth, probably not quite as accomplished a player as Del Curry, but Seth earns more than any player on the PJ tour. Remember that $8.5 million a year. He's doing okay. Don't feel bad for Seth. I'm going to bite my tongue. <laughs> okay. I feel like it's more but of the a, point is like you, those are, that's a shadow that ca- is cast too far. It's just not something that you can, that Charlie's going to be able to escape in that sense. And But we should not be, nobody should be making any suggestions about Charlie's future in any sort of, like that should not, that's not responsible sort of, you know, just if you're in the media or you have a platform and you're talking about whether or not Charlie Woods is going to have a career in golf when the kid is 12 years old and he's not actually... He's not winning competitive events that might lend you to say, hey, this is one of the hot juniors or whatever. He's just the only reason you would ever say that is because he's Tiger's kid. Yeah. So I I hope that that is not part of the broadcast this weekend. And if it is, that's for shame. Yeah, no, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. I actually didn't I didn't know what his average. Well, I saw it on um, a golf reporter. Someone was talking about it a couple of days ago because you. See, I guess when you see him play, when I've seen him play in the PNC Champ, he doesn't really seem. I, I always seemed like he was he was hitting the ball better than like the, that score would indicate. So he has a great swing. He does. There's no question about that. He's got a nice athletic move at it. So. So Obviously, and he's he's very he seems very petite. I don't know what most twelve year old kids, but if you're twelve and you're really playing great golf and you're shooting around par, it probably has something to do with a physical advantage you have over some of the other players. I don't know if you that was the case for you when you were that age playing golf, but certainly it was for us, which was basically the bigger kids had a huge advantage; so they could hit it so much farther off the tee. And if you had not advanced to that stage physically then you were probably you know you're going to be really having a hard time overcoming that i suppose there are counter examples of that now that i think about some others but you know he is he is a smaller kid not a big 12 year old no not by any means i was still playing baseball at 12 years old well i think it's i just think it's interesting i think tiger will hit a lot of good shots this weekend so do i i, do I th- think that he's he's doesn't show up in public and play competitive golf unless it's for a reason. Sometimes, you know, he has done that and played really, really poorly and shot high scores and looked like he was incapable of competing at that level. But 
for what this tournament is, and I understand he's playing for Charlie as much as he is for himself, but I think for him to show up here, him to agree to play to it, him to hit that many balls at the hero means that we will be pleasantly surprised by Tiger's performance on the golf course this weekend. That would be my best guess. I agree. I think we should. I think it's uh, there's enough good players in this field. Let's quickly. I'll just quickly run through the um, the field. Uh, Rich Beam and his son Michael are playing. Nick Faldo and his son Matthew. Uh, Tom Watson and his son Michael. Hendrick Stenson and his son Carl. Uh, we mentioned Nellie Corda playing with her father Peter. Stuart Sink playing with uh, Reagan, his son. Bubba Watson playing with his father-in-law Wayne Ball. We mentioned Tiger playing with Charlie, Justin playing with his dad, Mike, Lee Trevino playing with his son, Dan, VJ uh, playing with his son, Cass, Nick Price playing with his son, Greg, Gary Player playing with his grandson, Jordan, Mark O'Meara playing with his son, Sean O'Meara, Tom Lehman playing with his son, Sean, Matt Kuchar playing with his son, Cameron, uh, Padre Harrington playing with his son, Patty, Jim Furyk and Tanner Furyk. David Duvall playing with his son, Bray Duvall, and John Daly playing with John Daly the second. So I'm trying to remember, I believe, I don't think, um, I don't think, what's his name? Um, I don't think Matt Kuchar's, actually I want to say Matt Kuchar's kid is actually pretty good at golf. It is Jim Furyk's kid I don't think has, doesn't play any golf like at a high level in college, but I want to say David Duvall's kid does as well. What about Reagan Sink? Because he's been on Stewart's bag, yeah, he was but he a, doesn't play golf. I remember he was he was going to Georgia Tech, I think, or something like that. But he dropped not to play golf, not to play. He was he was something going to be an engineer. Yes, yeah, he was going to be something. Because um, I would think that that was, could potentially be something of a dark horse team, since Stu obviously has good long term form and they have great chemistry when on the golf course together. He played great. While he had Reagan Caddy in form last year, so um, that sort of stands out as a team. But if Reagan's not a great player, it, it really this really it's going to be like the Thomases, the Dailies, and anybody else who's been competitive here in the past that I've sort of lost track of. Because you have a lot of Faldo, the Watson team, like both Tom and the Bubba teams, like. A lot of these guys aren't here necessarily to compete, where I think the Thomases probably want to win. It's a point of pride. They feel like they're the favorite. They should win because Mike is a club pro and was a good college player. Um, and on paper, they make the best team along with the Dailies. Certainly more so the Thomases than the Dailies, though. So, Man, in the end, it makes you sort of understand why there aren't a ton of odds out there. But it's a little bit deep. It's a little bit... Bigger of a field than I would have guessed. I think this. I think you just named at least as many teams as played last week, and I think technically a couple more. I think so. Yeah. I um. I think a name to a kid to look out for this uh, Hendrick Stenson's kid, Carl. I was going to ask is you about the Stenson is eleven, and he looks like he is quite good at golf. Eleven years old. Eleven years old. Yeah. So this, this is his first time playing in this uh, event. Um, but he has been playing in tournaments now for I think it said since 2018. So nice. I don't think I don't think like who who knows. They're probably not going to win. But, but yeah, I think this is a, this is definitely 
I could see Hendrick doing this with Carl now for the next several years because he's kind of kind of getting to that age now where. So it'll be interesting to see. Might have more question marks about Hendrick's game than Carl. <laughs> yeah, at this point. I was gonna say Carl's back might get uh, a little tired by the end of it all. All right, you were so eager to move on from the PNC, so please tell me. Well, it was it was just it was a good it was a good segue into um, the Big Money Golf Classic. Have you ever heard of the Big Money Golf Classic? Sounds fun. It is. Well, we'll see. So it's it's uh, today through Thursday. Three, rather well, if we were if we were recording on a Tuesday, like we should be, then it would be Tuesday through. So it's going on now. Yep, Wednesday through Friday. It is a Wednesday through Friday, the fifteenth to the seventeenth. This is a uh, a four hundred thousand dollar purse um, golf tournament put on by the uh, Northern Florida PGA section, and there are some decently big names playing in the event. Is this a gross or a net tournament? This is a gross tournament. This is this is low handicappers. Oh yeah, this professionals. is professionals. Professionals, yes. Okay. So some so some names that uh, we actually have some ties to. So Willie Mack, uh, the third is playing in this event. Nice. Um, Ben Cook is playing in this event. Nice. And from there, I think those are the only two guys that I saw that had Michigan ties, had Michigan ties and, um, help me with his name. Um, the really skinny kid from, um, the lefty, uh, Ashke. Akshay, I think. Akshay. Batia, so, you mean? Yep. So he yeah. so he's playing. I saw names like uh Love Ladies playing. Um so some actually so some actually some some good players. It's kind of like the one step $100,000 to the winner. So uh I see Dylan Meyer's name who's a Illinois graduate um a few years ago. Um I see Do we have a leaderboard yet? We do not yet. We're teeing off this morning, huh? Teeing off this morning. So going out today. Correct. Now. Should have leaderboard updates the rest of the week. It's a three day, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yep. For hundred grand, and where's the where are they playing? Uh, Orlando National. Everything's in Orlando, huh? Yeah, place to be. It appears. So there's actually so there's one. This one is the fifteenth through seventeenth, and then the women also have a four hundred thousand dollar purse, hundred thousand dollars to the winner, on the twelfth through the fourteenth of January. Nice, cool. So we'll keep you posted on that. We'll get you those results next week and also keep our eyes out for the for the ladies' version coming up in January. We'll be able to get behind a couple of Michigan guys. It'd be nice to... Willie's had some success in their area of the country. I think it was he won that APGA tournament a few a, just a couple hours north of Orlando, I think. Wasn't that in Ponte Vedra? Was that at, was that at TPC Sawgrass? I think it was. It was, yes. Yeah. So, Florida maybe he's a Florida specialist. I understand there is a player who we've talked about a lot on this podcast who was presented with a much-deserved award, not even for the first time recently that we have not talked about on this podcast yet. Uh, correct. So, uh, P.J. Maybank from, from Sheboygan uh, was just crowned uh, – for the second year in a row, the uh, the GAM Junior Boys Player of the Year. And like I said, this is the second time in a row winning it. This is uh, 
obviously with his um, his performance at the U.S. U.S. Junior Amateur, making it to match play, and then coming home and winning the uh, the Michigan Amateur for the second straight year, uh, maintaining stroke play honors as well as match play honors. Um, it was it was well deserved. Uh, PJ is now. I'm not sure if I'm sure this is COVID probably helped this decision, but he is full time online now, so he's in Orlando for the for the winter, working on his golf game. Oh, good. good. So I so I'm not really sure. I'm, I'm sure he'll come back, um, and play for the boys golf team in the spring. But for right now, he is uh, he is down in Orlando with with O'Neill, and. So just to recap the um, the Player of the Year awards, Kimberly Din of Midland named Women's Player of the Year. Terry DeClamp of uh, Grand Blank was named Senior Women's Player of the Year. Uh, Jerry Gunthrope of uh, Ovid was named Senior Men's Player of the Year. And uh, Rick Herpick of uh, Orchard Lake was named Super Senior Player of the Year. And Sophie Stevens of Highland was named Junior Girls of the Year. I do not know how Lauren Timp did not win. I'm a Lauren Timp stan, and I don't know how. You remember Lauren's? Like, Have you written a letter yet? <laughs> I expressing your dismay? No, I, I was. I saw. I mean, no offense to Sophie, but like Lauren Timp. How did she not win? I need. I'll do a little research on. I'll get back to you next episode. Yeah, because, Sophie may have some results that you don't know about. That's very true. But so I'm just wondering if the, maybe if the uh, the system's flawed. It seems like you win. You get points by. Like obviously playing at like as many events as as possible, so maybe Lauren was just a, Lauren was just a big game hunter. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, I think that completes our coverage for the local side, right? Yes. We've talked about the PGA Tour. Yep. I have a question to ask you that pertains to this time of year and is relative to golf. But I wondered first, do you have anything more on your agenda before I start peppering you with questions? No, pepper away. Okay, so a couple of things I think we can talk about here as we as we get near the end of the year. Holidays are coming up. We're, Chris, we're inside of 10 days now till Christmas. For the golfers on your list, if you have any, or for yourself, are there any really good golf gifts that you think are out there or that you're really wanting this year or that you got for your for yourself that you would recommend to somebody else? Uh, I think I think buying golf gifts is one of the hardest things any person has to do. I, first off, I don't like getting golf gifts. I, I think like you like to buy your own stuff. I don't think anybody, nobody knows what I want when it comes to golf more than my like, and that that pertains to a lot of things in life, but golf like more so than any anything. Like I I don't really want somebody to buy me something and and me. You know, how many times I've gotten Callaway Warbird golf balls. So save okay, well that's that's just, that's just, save, totally save. like off the spectrum of that's yeah. But you save you're God. not so you don't have you don't tell anyone who you know will get a gift for you. Hey, this is what I want to this level of specificity that would remove the possibility of them getting you a Callaway Warbird golf ball, which until you just said that I didn't even know existed. Yeah, orange box. You don't say, here's what I want. I want a Pro V1 box of 12 Pro V1Xs. No. Um, <clears throat> that say, let's go Brandon on them. 
You are... <laughs> you know, they've stopped. Apparently, they stopped letting people put that on their balls. Really? Yeah. Wow. So you don't want any golf gifts? No. So, okay. So that was what I was getting at. So I... um. No, I don't. I'm considering a couple of things for golfers. I also think that I had I have bought golf related gifts for people on my list this year, and I had great success with golf related gifts last year. So we are on opposite ends of this paradigm here. No, we we really are. So um, it goes back to I I am not cheap when it comes to golf stuff. I'm cheap when it comes to a lot of other stuff. So I like those people. I like people buying me stuff that I might not, I'm not going to okay. spend my money on. Okay. Um, I see. But like, you're never going to like, not a day goes by or I don't think about something, buying something new for like golf related. But I, I don't want to subject myself to the criticism of how much that stuff cost. So, so I'll, let me I'll ask, keep that to the side. Let me pose the question to you this way. What is the next golf product that you are intent on buying for yourself well it'll be kind of a it'll be up to my range finder if it decides to keep working we're going on we're going on year 10 of this thing uh bought it before i went to college in 2012 and the thing is still kicking see that would be a great gift for you it well no because mine's still no mine still works fine it still works. I know, but eventually it is going to stop working, at which point you would have a new one in your bag. That one would so be So it doesn't one. die on you when you're in the middle of a round or whatever the case may be. 100%. So that, that is one that would be, that would be one that it's not really, and I wouldn't ever let them pick. So I think Rangefinder is one we have mentioned. I agree with you. It is very hard to buy golf gifts. One of the safer options that is a really nice gift is a range finder if you can get the intel you need whether you play with that person or you know someone who does to confirm that they indeed would like or could use a new range finder a new range finder is a great gift it is yeah i think um i think you struggle now i struggle now because there's so many grinds of wedges but wedges was another one that i never really thought was that hard to like that's that's the next thing that i will be buying but wedges these days are so expensive i remember when i used to work at that golf shop and vokey wedges were 99 dollars. i was just gonna say they used to be under 100 bucks and now they are 179 dollars i believe so that is crazy because i bought one three god it's crazy man I i bought one last year for less than 150 so some of that have may have to do with inflation and material costs and things of that nature. Some of those you bought prices, a new one, or you bought like the last year's model because I could see brand new, brand new, the SM8. No, I brought I bought it was not a Vokey wedge; it was a Cleveland wedge. Uh, that checks out then. Nice wedge. They, there's that huge variation from one wedge to another, pricing wise. No, there's I mean, not. If you bought like a Callaway wedge or like a Ping wedge. Maybe you would save some money, but Cleveland wedges are still good. No, I was at, I was just at, uh, when we were down Hilton Head, I was feeling a little frisky when I walked into the PGA Superstore Ooh. before we got there. Like, that, was the, that was the first place we stopped, and I was going to I was gonna buy wedges. <laughs> I was walking in there like, I'm buying these wedges. And, and that's then, where you saw the 179. Once I saw 179, I mean, it was, a, it was 179, 169 or 179 across the board, like all of the top, the top brands 
their top wedge, the Callaway Jaws, whatever it was, that was what same price as Vokey. You do have to be a little careful buying a wedge because you have to look at the bounce. Oh, that's the the grind and the bounce is why you need it's to like know getting, the bounce tougher now. Did you see that story about Rory has switched his? He he likes having. I think he has no bounce, or he he reduced the bounce in his wedges, and he says it's made a difference in his his false shots. I think. Yeah. No. I was I was struggling down in in um in Hilton Head on some of that Bermuda grass, not being like I was getting caught like crazy because I because you have too much bounce. You think? I thought I had too little. Isn't it? if you have too little, that's where it gets like it gets where you can grab into it. Leading edge will dig. Yes. I think so, yeah. So that's that's where I felt like, so I was just putting a lot of things in the back of my stance, and I was, so I kept thinking, like, if I have a 12 or 14 degree bounce, would it, would it sweep it better? Because it's not like they were sitting down, but I was just getting, like, I was just grabbing on that Bermuda. So, yeah, that that is where it gets a little tricky, and that's why whatever you do, if I have any words of advice, just do not, buy a driver for somebody don't buy or don't spend six hundred dollars on a driver without them like knowing that is the driver getting fitted for a driver is easily worth 30 yards it's not it, it, like it's funny to say but it's true like, it is crazy how how much of a difference a a however long it is three foot shaft makes but it is incredible to see differences between one shaft a stock shaft and then a little better shaft makes world of a difference unless you know for sure the head they want and you can arrange for the fitting of the shaft or what because you can just as easily buy somebody five hundred dollar gift card or whatever to go you know whatever the case may be to be able to go get themselves a driver or whatever and get fitted that's kind of the new version of gifting clubs is gifting sort of the fitting and the and the club together which you can do for just a driver like you can do that at Boyne I'm sure you can do that at the golf center Fatoski golf center um specifically I wanted to and I know we only have a few minutes left here before we wrap up for the for this week are we at the point now where these little the trackman type of technology is available on these little devices that you can buy for, you know, sometimes as low as it's still expensive, but you know, four or five hundred dollars. Lay it down next to your golf ball on the driving range, and you can get numbers and data on your, you know, spec out your swing, basically. Are yeah. we at the point now where those do you know how much do you know about those? Do they work well enough to invest that kind of money in and is that an appropriate gift for somebody who's like a really serious golfer? You know, somebody like you or I or you know somebody who's a member at their country club, you know, somebody who's actively trying to get better at golf. Uh so I think they I think they have gotten a um Dramatically better. So there's the there's the Mevo. I know about the Mevo and the Mevo Plus. The Mevo is is very much like a handheld. That one's five hundred dollars. And then there is the um, Mevo Plus, which is I would say three times the size, probably, um, probably a little bit more reliable. That one's two thousand. So I still don't. I like the numbers. I can get really nerdy with the numbers, but the numbers don't let you get the ball in the hole quicker than like what you were prior to seeing the numbers. I think they can help, 
But I think a lot of times for a lot of players, the, the numbers like discombobulate your brain to the point where it's like you don't even know what you're doing at that point. So, yes. Have you used Amiibo? I have not used Amiibo. I've used track. I've used a TrackMan and FlightScope or whatever. I think it's called FlightScope, which Flight, this is FlightScope. This is Mevo uses FlightScope te- technology. It's yeah, it's FlightScope's handheld version. So this handheld version, you would lay down and it would tell you your swing speed, your ball speed, your launch angle. Correct. So Those that, are kind of the key data points that you're looking at. Yeah, I'm sure. So it looks like um, this is for the. So I think it's interesting to have that immediate feedback. Like, for example, if you're a single-digit handicapper actively trying to get better, you play in your club championship, that kind of thing, you need a big gift for somebody like that. I think we're now to the point where we can start considering these. And maybe the, the technology will continue to improve, obviously. And, and you know, will there be a model next year that's better than the one you may have bought this year? But I have given it serious consideration for a couple people on my list this year. And I do think it's interesting to have that feedback. Like, for example, okay, I'm going to swing as hard as I can at this one. See what my swing speed is. Then I'm going to just swing normal at this one. See what my swing speed is. What is the difference in miles per hour in your swing and ball speed? Because that, may, you know, in some ways that can sort of teach you to find your groove, play the swing that gives you the most consistent result on the golf course. Rather than, you know, understanding, oh, when I try to go an extra 10% or I try to do back off of it or hit a knockdown or whatever, you know, what I'm doing is not actually generating the outcome that I want. It'll also help you teach teach you how to hit the ball lower when you need to hit the ball lower. So you'll know the launch angle of your actual of your golf ball when you're hitting it if you're practicing a some kind of you know, flighted ball, you'll know beyond just looking up into the air how much of a difference you're making by making whatever changes to your swing or your stance that you do to try to generate that lower ball flight. Yeah, so it, it looks like uh, <clears throat> both Mevo and Mevo Plus offer carry distance, club head speed, smash factor, apex height, flight time, ball speed, spin rate, and vertical launch angle. That is where, uh, this is where Mevo plus separates itself. Uh, you also get horizontal launch angle, lateral landing, angle of attack, total distance, roll distance, spin access, spin loft, shot shape. So maybe we're still a year away from a reasonably priced option that gives you actual launch angle. Yeah, I mean, I, I still... What do you think, $500 worth that for the Mevo, the regular Mevo? Hell no. You would say no? Heck no. Heck Interesting. No. No, I, I really don't think... Just for you, you think, or do can you see it as something that somebody else, like a golfer that you play with or whatever, that somebody might actually really like, even if it's not you? I think I think people would like it, but I don't think it benefit. I don't think it would benefit a lot of people. I guess is I think a lot of people would fall in love with it. I don't know how often they would... I'm sure they'd use it quite a bit, but I don't necessarily know if it... If it gets you it, onto the range... <clears throat> You go up to Bay, many, you go up to Bayview's range long enough. It's not going to help you. <laughs> Keep that in there. <laughs> I need to see change. You need to lay down a mat or something, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah, make sure it's on an incline. It's flat. Yeah, flat flat lies are hard to come by on that range, but 
Okay. All right. Well, I just wanted to, I wanted to noodle that because I think that that's interesting. You're seeing more though if you're online and you look at best skills gifts for golfers 2021 or things like that. You're starting to see those just like I am. I think it's an interesting conversation. Um, the last thing that I was going to mention, and we're running short on time now, but I've had great success buying gift certificates to golf courses that I know. You know, we went on the whistling trip last year. That was the motivation behind that. That was my gift for Tad. That worked really well. I'm going to go back to that well again this year in some form or fashion for some of the people on my list, at least one person on my list. And I really think that there's... We have great public courses in the Midwest. That's a great gift for somebody is to get them, you know, not a tea time, but enough of a gift card to at least get them to go and, and experience that golf course for themselves. No, I think that's a great gift. One final thing I will say on those Mevos, I feel like it's something you cannot penny pinch. Like you have, like if you're, I think the last thing you want to do is spend the money out $500 and then not be like hundred percent sure that those numbers are accurate. And then you just got yourself, <laughs> and you're really, a, you got yourself in real pickle at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do love the, I think any kind of, um, I think experiences are good especially now over the last two years where maybe experiences haven't been as uh, often as what they maybe were previously, I think it would be, this is a good, maybe a good, good time to have as many experiences as possible. Yeah. And there's no supply chain issues in terms of just from the practical perspective of what can I get at this late of a stage that I know can get here and I can present to someone uh, in time for the holidays. You know, this is no trouble driving over to your, local pro shop or even going online and ordering by ordering a gift card by mail. Well, that's what I do. I'll see, I'll probably see Sandman on the 22nd or 23rd of December for my, for your annual pro shop visit. Three out of the four, three out of the four Christmas gifts I need for the family. So you are getting golf gifts then, but not like just close, close. Close. Yeah. 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 Well, you can, I mean, a polo, you can never go wrong getting somebody a polo. Well, Mitch still wears mediums. He needs to go to largest. He's getting a little too. Oh, you're big. sending a message with your gift for Mitch this year. I, I think I have to. Some <laughs> somebody somebody needs to. Uh, what a good older brother you are. Yeah, oh yeah. All sure. right, enjoy Tiger Woods at the PNC Championship this week. Congrats again to BJ Maybank. We'll talk to you next week. See ya.